Welcome to episode 117 of Manage the Wild. I'm Nick Madsen. I was thinking back to the conversation I had with Jim, and a couple of people have hit me up and asked me about paintballing mountain goats and what's the deal. And this is, he was involved in a study, and the, the, the method to help them understand how the population was made up, they used a method called mark and recapture. And mark, mark and recapture, from my experience, has been mostly used in research, not necessarily by bio, biologists or management, but in understanding before. So I've had professors who've used it on ocelots. They've used it on grouse. And there's been a, quite a few other methods. I even found a, a paper here on mark and recapture and they were determining the flight range and the dispersal of the house fly and they used mark and recapture and it's a just a powerful tool it, it's super important in research and understanding how a uh, population of whatever species you're studying is how it's made up of marking recapture involves what it involves is capturing an animal it doesn't matter obviously we talked about house flies ocelots uh, cougars, uh, these are all the projects that I'm aware of. There's there's hundreds more, thousands more. I mean, they have projects on mark and recapture on bees and mosquitoes. And what they do is they go in and they capture some individuals, mark them, release them back in the wild, come back at a later date, and catch as many of those animals, or catch as many as animals as possible. A lot of the times they will have a certain number of animals they have to catch. So if they caught 50 animals in the first study, they'll have to catch 50 animals in the second. And then they can look at what of uh, the second recapture, how many of those were marked. And the marks can be anything. It doesn't need to necessarily be something flamboyant like paint on, a, on white fur that they have on mountain goats. They can be tags. They can be bands, collars, the tags. I've seen ear tags, but I've also seen little button-sized tags, just teeny, almost the size of an eraser that they are smaller that they put on bees and flies. Just a way to identify the, each individual within the population and make sure that that mark is not confused with anything else. You can also use physical characteristics. Sometimes that's a little more difficult, but in certain scenarios they can use physical uh, details of each of those individuals to help them understand. So they've gone in, they've captured, they released them, they recaptured. Now they've got to count how many of those in the second capture are marked and unmarked. And then they will take those and they will plug them into a model. And uh, these models, super complicated to me, maybe not to others, but these models, they can help them understand population size. It can also, though, as we read from that, or as I read from that fly study, can help them determine flight range as well as the dispersal of the house fly. So it's talking about movement patterns, and there's a whole bunch of information that they can gather from these mark and recapture studies. And it's just allowing researchers to work with biologists and managers to come up with an understanding of population dynamics, their distribution, and the overall health of those wildlife populations that they're studying. What's fun, uh, a lot of people don't know this, but um, you can get involved in these studies pretty easy. A lot of grad students uh, that I met in college were dying for help. 
And there was quite a few people who would go from project to project that I talked to, older people who had previously been involved in wildlife. They would go along and help in these studies. And a lot of studies are now are starting to take in a bunch of nonprofit groups, whether you're for hunting or against hunting. There's research out there that they're constantly looking for volunteers. One of the studies that I got on early, and it was a lot of fun, is we were actually removing deer from urban areas. And they were, the study was the overall health of the animal and understanding. And they were looking at fecal samples as well as blood, looking for disease and whatnot. But there was a bunch of studies involved, uh, the cost effectiveness of trapping, and was it worth it? And there was so many volunteers that were needed because it was such a large, it went all the way from Provo all the way up through northern Utah. So that's a large chunk of the state. And these studies, whether it's mark and recapture or sage grouse lek counts or sharp tail grouse, uh, there's even ground squirrel ground squirrel studies going on but anybody can be involved in this and it's a great opportunity all you got to do is just reach out somebody will know something go to your local college and you can reach out if you're interested in doing these projects and it's just a it's just a super fun way to work with wildlife uh, you almost get more hands-on experience doing some of these projects than maybe some other ones thanks for listening to this episode I hope you enjoyed it. If you did, go ahead and uh, leave a comment on Facebook or Instagram. Leave a like. Let your friends, family know. Let's help this podcast keep growing. Thank you for your guys' support. Have a great day. Stay wild.